thanks so much for joining me today. Today, the title of my message is Two Seeds. Jesus said that when we gather in his name, that he is here in the midst of us, so let's acknowledge him. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you're here. We love you so much. Thank you that you want to teach us and give us revelation knowledge as to how to live well in your kingdom and how to live with you forever when we leave here. So we just give you the stage today, Lord. We thank you and praise you that you're going to teach us and give us revelation knowledge. We just worship you in Jesus' name. I get so excited every time I do a message because he gives me more and more revelation knowledge. And you know, the more revelation knowledge we have, the more blessed we are, the more we can walk in his blessing. So this morning I heard him say the twice sown seed. And I've heard that before, and I thought it was Kenneth Copeland, and it was. And I was going to Google it, but at the same time, because I felt like I was supposed to, I was saying, God, I want my own revelation. What are you talking about? Because I never really heard the sermon, if there was one, but um, I knew that he said that. And so anyway, I did look it up, and it was him. And I didn't look because I wanted God to tell me what he was talking about. And he said a couple things to me, and then he had me look it up, and I got more revelation from reading an article that Kenneth Copeland wrote. And so um, he was telling me that he was talking to me not about money, although it, it is about money, but he was talking to me about healing, actually. And first I want to read to you um, 2 Corinthians verse 9 and 10. As it is written, a benevolent person scatters abroad. He gives to the poor. His deeds of justice and goodness and kindness and benevolence will go on and endure forever. And God who provides seed for the sower and bread for eating will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing and increase the fruits of your righteousness, which manifests itself in active goodness kindness, and charity. Verse 11 says, Thus you will be enriched in all things and in every way so that you can be generous. Your generosity, as it is administered by us, will bring forth thanksgiving to God. So, and there's so much more. This is really a good thing to read and meditate. But, so what he was saying to me today is as we, as far as this is in the area of healing, it works the same way. As we sow seeds of healing, as we do faith action, the more revelation we get to our healing and we act on that, we are sowing seeds for our healing. And not only that, we're sowing seed to others' healings, and it will be multiplied back to us. The Word of God says in Luke, give and it'll be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And so when I read Kenneth Copeland's article, it just confirmed what God was saying to me. It was pretty cool. And he was talking about um, the boy's lunch when Jesus fed the multitude. And um, so the boy gave his lunch, and Kenneth Copeland was calling that a seed. He gave his lunch to Jesus. And Jesus multiplied that seed, and we know that he fed lots of people that day. 
And when everything was said and done, everyone ate and there was leftovers. And there was so much leftover that um, that little boy had a return on what he gave. And that's what Kenneth was um, proposing, declaring. And it really matches the word of God. And Jesus said that you don't waste anything, gather everything back up. And so Kenneth Copeland thought that little boy was set for life. And I agree with him because God's principles work that way. Given it will be given unto you. And when God gives, when you give in God's kingdom, and I've experienced this, he gives back to you way more than you can even imagine. And um, Ephesians says that, that God has more for you than you can ask or think. And so the thing that God is saying to us today, before I even read that, and while I was reading that, he just made it so real that according to his way of doing and being right, when we receive our healing, which, you know, is not an easy thing to do. When you have an impossible healing, like if you have to grow out a limb, or if your, your muscles aren't working, and they never had, you have this mindset of being sick. And the world will agree with you. And Satan will keep you in that place. He wants to keep you sick. He does. And so when you have something that is wrong with you, that you had that wrong with you your whole life, it's a whole lot harder to receive healing and to believe and to press in. Because your faith action has to be that you're acting as though you're healed. You're acting healed. That's what you're doing. And you're not healed, but you're acting healed. Um, Dodie Osteen, I don't know if you ever heard of her, but um, she was diagnosed with liver cancer. And she went home. And, you know, she was well at one time. But still, when the doctor tells you you might as well go home and die, you know, that's a big thing. So she went home. And her family believed the word of God, and they believed in faith action. And the word tells us, faith without action is dead. And so they didn't take care of her. They didn't help her. And she took healing scriptures um, a couple times a day. I believe it was three times a day. And she was healed. But she, act, she had to act healed. They wouldn't help her with anything. In fact, I guess they left. And... That's what faith action is. And not many people get to that place where they can do that. And especially, as I said, if you're born with a birth defect or you're born without limbs or something, that is not an easy thing to do, to just totally fast and pray everything and get in front of the Word of God and just believe and start acting like you're healed. And I know that from experience because my son was born with a birth defect, and that is what he has to do. He has to act healed even though he's not healed. And so what God is saying is because it's such a great calling, because to overcome is such a great thing, to believe the Word of God above your circumstances, what he is saying is the plan is thus. He knows the plan. It's a great plan. And the plan is that when you receive your healing, when you get to that place where you pressed in and you got your healing, you are going to be so rewarded. What you have sowed is going to come back to you. And all your dreams, not only your healing is going to manifest, 
But all your dreams, you know, like Kenneth Copeland said about that little boy, he was set for life. You're going to be set for life. God is going to take care of you for life. All your provision is going to be provided for. Your healing is going to manifest. And the reason is, is because you're showing the kingdom of God. You're showing God's goodness. You're proving for yourself his will is good and perfect. You know, um, so much of the time we just give in and we just, you know, take whatever comes our way because it's, it's easier. You know, take some Tylenol for your headache instead of believing God to not have a headache. Or, you know, take some medicine for the flu or just go ahead and have surgery because it's easier. And, you know, I'm not speaking against that, but what I'm saying is God is honored and glorified when you go the other route. When you believe that by his stripes, you were healed. And, you know, we're celebrating that. That's coming up this week. And um, well, I'm a couple days ahead, but I think that you'll be able to see this by then. You know, he took stripes for our healing and we celebrate that day. And, you know, we have salvation because of him. He bore our sickness, our disease, our sorrow, our sorrow, our pain. He bore our grief, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses and carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God as if with leprosy. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. So he did that for us. And instead of standing on that promise, we so often just take the easy way out and just accept the sickness and disease instead of fight. And so what he's saying today is if you would fight, that good fight of faith, if you would believe what he did, and what, what, you know, this is a perfect time to be thinking about that, meditating on that. And I started out saying, yeah, it's for our salvation, but it's also for our healing. The stripes that he took, um, and if you watch the Passion, he got on his knees again, or he, he was on his knees, and he got up again. And we know it was a whole lot worse than what we witnessed, but he got up again because he was thinking of you and me. So you, if you have something impossible wrong with you, you can believe God and you will be so rewarded for believing God. You will be richly rewarded. And when, when you have faith, you are pleasing God. When you bow down to sickness, disease, poverty, pain, sorrow, depression, whatever the enemy is putting on you, God isn't pleased. But, you know, and sometimes I think we just think, well, it takes so long and nothing happens and I don't have any other choice but just to quit and give up. But, you know, if you spend your whole life pressing toward that, you are going to be rewarded and you are going to have the answer. But the reason it takes so long is because we live in this world and there's so many distractions. Jesus said, as soon as you hear the word, the enemy comes in Mark 4 and he tells all the things that 
the enemy uses against us to keep us from having that word manifest in our life. But if you, if you would just press in and get up every day and take, understand that actually your healing is up to you. He said to the um, woman with the issue of blood, your faith has made you well. She had been crawling around listening to him because faith comes by hearing the word. And she thought if she could just touch the hem of his garment, she'd be, she would be made whole. And that's exactly what she did. And who knows how long she's following him around. You know, he, he was, his ministry was a couple years. Who knows, you know, when that actually happened. And so the thing is, is Jesus said he felt power go out of him. And so it's our faith. And faith comes by hearing the word of God. And then we have to have faith action. Her action was touching the hem of his garment. She thought if she could touch the hem of his garment and that satisfied um, the faith that she had to have, apparently. You know, so often when I'm believing God for something, he tells me my faith action. He tells me the thing that I have to have, um, the faith action I have to have to complete my healing. And he will do the same for you. So the thing that I want to say is, it's up to us. And God will give you, Matthew 7 says, keep on seeking, keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. And in my life, I find that means keep seeking for revelation knowledge, keep knocking. That's why I get so excited when I get to do these messages, because he gives me revelation knowledge, not only for me, but for you. And it's exciting. And so it's not that you're really seeking him for your healing, but you're seeking him for revelation knowledge as to obtain that healing. To live in his kingdom whole. When my son was born, he was born with a birth defect, and I was seeking God, and he said, you can't trust someone you don't know. So I took the time to get to know him, and he also said that as you learn how, how to live your life my way, then you will not only see your son heal, but you'll be blessed beyond measure. All these blessings will come upon you. So you're saying, I don't want you to just have one answered prayer. I want, you to, I want you to live blessed in every area of your life. And so what he's saying is, as we keep on seeking, we keep on knocking, he's going to give us revelation knowledge. And it's according to where you are in your life, you know, your faith action, um, wherever you might be stuck. You know, if you're in unforgiveness, he'll tell you to forgive. If you need to do faith action, he'll um, give you a faith action to do. So whatever it is that you need to hear, um, he's going to tell you that. And so he leads you to your healing. But he's no respecter of persons. He doesn't pick and choose who he's going to heal. He heals the person that is doing his will, that is living in his kingdom. And he says that in um, Romans 2. It's not the person that just listens to the law, but the person that hears the law, that he's no respecter of persons. But when you do his law, that's how you move into his kingdom. And that's what he was saying to me. You have to learn how to live in my kingdom. You have to put off the world, their way of doing, and move into my kingdom and do things my way. And then all these blessings are going to come upon you. Deuteronomy 28 says that. If you fully listen, if you hearken, 
to the voice of the Lord your God and you do what is right in his eyes, if you do everything he tells you to do, you're just going to be blessed. The blessing is going to overtake you. And so if you're not walking um, in heed, if you don't take heed to his voice, then you're just going to naturally live under the curse because you got to pick. The Word of God also tells us in Deuteronomy that you have to choose life. Choose life or death. And once you choose life in the way you choose life, now here to its fullness and when you leave here, how you live in his kingdom is to follow his precepts, to follow his commands, to follow him. And what he tells you to do is really a direction on how to live in his kingdom, how to be healed, how to be whole, how to live the purpose of life, how to stay, and that's how you stay committed to him, doing things his way. And so when you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, you're really saying, I want to move into your kingdom. I want to live my life your way. I want to have healing. I want to be whole. I want to prove your will is good and perfect. And as you give in his kingdom, it's given back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So, uh, you know, he just, he brought that up today. And I know he keeps telling me that his return is soon. And he is looking for us to prove that he's good to prove that he is the healer. And, you know, even if a minister believes in healing, you still have to believe. You can go somewhere and get your hands, hands laid on you. you. You know, God does things the way he does things. And he can use someone to lay hands on you, but you have to have faith to receive that. And it was just like the woman touching Jesus's, the hem of Jesus' garment. She believed that she did that. And sometimes, you know, God can put it in your heart. If, you know, you go to this meeting and this person touches you, you can be healed. And that um, is sometimes called a point of contact. Earl Roberts called it a point of contact. And it's a faith action. It's where, you know, um, the rubber meets the road and you got it. And this is how it's going to happen. Um, when I broke my leg, God told me to run even though it didn't seem like I could run. And I ran, and he touched me, and I was healed. I shattered my kneecap, and he told me to go to the gym, and I got healed. Um, so many other things. He, he led me in my healing. And, of course, my son was born of the birth defect, and we had to have faith action, and his healing has been a process. And that's what God said it would be according to how we live our life, to live it his way. There's so many things to learn in the kingdom of God. And one huge thing, I think, is love. You know, we think we love, but we love so conditional. Um, we love according to how people love us. According to how people treat us, we treat them back. And if you're a Christian, you're not allowed to treat them back the way they treat you. You are to love no matter what. And, you know, you can't do that. You can't love your neighbor as you love yourself, until you love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. When you love him with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, then you're going to start knowing how he feels, and you're going to care about what he cares about. And when you care about what he cares about, you're going to be caring about your neighbor. And you're going to commit to love them because you're in love with God. He's in love with you. You know, when someone hurts, you hurt, right? Someone you love, when they hurt, you hurt. And so when you feel God's pain and you know he's hurting for that person, then you can hurt for that person. You will hurt for that person.
God is just so in love with all of his children, and he makes that known to us. And then you put yourself aside and you say, okay, God, I see that you're in love with that person. And then he gives you insight, you know, to show you why that person is doing what they're doing and why they rub you the wrong way. And then you can have compassion on that person. And your compassion changes that person and can bring salvation to that person. Your healing can do the same thing. When you receive from God, then your healing is a witness and you're bringing salvation. And that's what God is saying to us today, that when we do His will, when we believe the impossible, we're sowing seed in the kingdom of God. And it's a twice-sown seed because you're, you're sowing seed for your healing, and then that healing is sowing a seed in the kingdom of God for others to see how good God is. Isn't that amazing? God is so good. He's so amazing. I'm so in love with Him. Why would anyone want to live without him? He's so good. If you want to ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, if you want to give and have it be given back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, if you have something impossible wrong with you and you're believing God for it, I just want to encourage you today, don't give up. Don't give up. It doesn't matter how long it takes because the kingdom of God is for eternity. After we leave this temporary place, we're going to live with him forever. And we're all going to be rewarded. We're going to get crowns and, you know, we're thinking, well, we don't really need a crown. But you know what? I think that the more I learn about the God, the more I learn about God, the more I think we do want a crown. We do want a crown. We do want to please him. We do want to say, I prove that God's will is good and perfect. I'm an overcomer. You know, Revelation says that if we're not overcomers, our name could be blotted out of the book of life. Now, I'm not saying if you go to the doctor, your name is going to be blotted out of the book of life. I think the doctor is a stage that, you know, we are very fortunate to have. But also, um, I think God is saying, come up higher. My ways are higher than your ways. Come up to my standards and live in my kingdom and take advantage of what I did for you. He took stripes for your healing, and it wasn't for a movie you know, it, it wasn't for show, it wasn't just for a good story, but it was for your healing. And he's asking us to prove that, to just receive that and prove that. He's asking you to do that. He's asking me to do that. You know, would it be so hard to just skip the aspirin, start there, skip the Tylenol or whatever it is, and, and just call yourself healed and call it and learn his way of doing Learn how to be healed. I have healing scriptures on my website. I have it in audio and video. And the Word of God tells us, and many people do, the Word of God tells us that in Proverbs 4, that 420, I believe, that the Word is health and healing to our flesh, to our bones. And so you can take the Word of God. Um, I had them on a tape for my little boy when he was little and played them. For him day and night, day and night. I took healing scriptures when I needed healing. And it does heal you. And once you get, get it once, it's exciting. You're going to want it again and again and again. Well, sure beats going to the doctor and getting a misdiagnosis. And, you know, they're a man. They can't do everything. I mean, God has gifted them to do a lot. But, you know, some things that 
we just haven't come to, but God is asking us to grow up in our faith in this day and prove his will is good and perfect. He's calling you to do that. He's calling you to grow up and prove his will is good and perfect. He is calling you and me to be an example for him. He's calling us to go around and doing good, laying hands on the sick, casting out demons, speaking in other languages and tongues, proving that he is our father. Going around, doing that greater work. He said if we believed in him, that we would do the things he was doing and even greater. And really, when you ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, that's really what you're saying. You're saying, I'm on your side. I'm going to do that greater work. I'm going to believe. I'm going to prove your will is good and perfect. And he's going to help you. He's going to help you. And, you know, you're going to just already know that it's done before it's done. Because really, it happens on the inside first. Your miracle happens on the inside. You already know what's happening. And then it comes on the outside. God is so good. He's so in love with you. He's so in love with me. He's so in love with all of us. And if you want to ask him to come and live on the inside of you, I want to pray that prayer with you. And if you're believing God for healing, I want to pray with you for that as well. Dear Jesus, we thank you and praise you for those stripes that you took for us. We thank you that it's true, that by your stripes we were already healed when you took those stripes. And we can just receive that upon our believing. Help us, Lord to believe you and to act like we believe you. Help us, teach us. You said that when your spirit came to live on the inside of us, you would teach us. You would be our counselor, our standby. You would tell us things to come. You would remind us of the things that you said. And so we're just depending upon you right now. We're relying on you to do what you said you would do. We can't do anything without you, but with you all things are possible. And we just believe that you are going to manifest yourself in that person that believes today. We thank you for coming and filling us with your spirit and teaching us your way. We thank you, Lord. I just want to just reach out to the person in an impossible situation that might be listening today and that they would be able to receive from you, that they would have understanding and revelation knowledge to know that it's true that you took stripes for their healing, and all they have to do is receive that. All they have to do is believe it, and it's theirs. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, it's ours. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. I just feel God prompting me, um, and he's saying that somebody has an issue with their arm, their right arm. And I believe he's just saying, and I don't know what it is, but he's saying, if you just stretch out your arm and believe that he can touch you, he will. Just stretch out your arm right now and just say, I am healed in Jesus' name. Just go ahead and do it. Just believe. All you got to do is believe. You know, sometimes that healing doesn't happen right away, but it happens. You know, so often I got healed and I forgot all about it. I was believing for something small. Or if you start believing for a headache and all of a sudden you notice a little while later, wow, it's gone. This pain, this pain is gone. So just say you believe. Just decide you're going to believe. And then it's that simple. And then all of a sudden whatever was wrong with your arm, it's, it's going to be healed. It is. If you believe, then it will be healed.
God is going to teach you, and he's going to keep on teaching you. Matthew 7, 7, keep on seeking, keep on knocking, and the door will be open for you. If something doesn't happen right away, you just keep seeking, and you keep knocking. He's going to teach you. He's going to correct you, and you want to be corrected because the correction lines you up with his kingdom where you can be blessed all the time, blessed when you go in, blessed when you go out. No matter what you put your hand to, you will be blessed, and you will be known of the Lord. You'll be known as his. God's so good. He's so in love with you. Thank you so much for listening today. If you actually asked Jesus, come and live on the inside of you for the first time today. I just want to encourage you to hear the word. Keep hearing the word, putting the word in your heart, because he is his word. He is his word. And so when you're putting the word in your heart, you're getting to know him. You're finding out his opinion. And then when he actually talks to you, you're going to hear him. You're going to, he's going to sound like his word. God is so in love with you. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless you.